0: you're listening to the Andres segovia show everyone welcome i'm andres and in this episode i want to touch on this uh, hilarious article I ran across on um, Pocket Now. I'm gonna leave a link to it in the video description down below. It doesn't matter where you're watching this, whether you're on my website www.pinterestgoga.com, you'll be able to find a link to this article there. Because Adam Lane, who doesn't always contribute in Pocket Now, but when he does, it's worth a pause. And his article, which is about a seven-minute read approximately, uh, is an excellent article. And the title is "Stop Being Naive When It Comes to Things Like WhatsApp." Telegram signal etc In order to explain to you what he's actually getting at, here's a clip from a show that gave us a cautionary tell about Walmart in relations to all this. Check it out. You see boys, if we like our small town charm more than the big corporate bullies, we all have to be willing to Pay a little bit more. Um, All right, let's not make that mistake again. Yeah, let's go shop over at True Value. Let's so I clipped it myself so I could, um. You know, just put it in the parameters of uh, of my show without being so offensive. But anybody anybody that's seen that is a cautionary tale in that uh, people complaining about WhatsApp, uh, they're just going to complain about the same thing when it comes to those other uh, instant messaging accounts. I, I really recommend checking out Adam Lane's article. Uh, here, let me just uh, briefly run through it. Uh, It's like, personally, I specifically never became dependent on WhatsApp because 10 years ago, I knew something like this would eventually happen. I mean, the clues were pretty obvious. It's a closed system. Every app has to connect in in the same centralized servers. It requires your phone number. It was clearly designed from the beginning to one of three things. One, generate a large user base over some number of years. Two, sell out and or change policies in order to take advantage of the user base. And three, profit. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I was one of the beta testers when WhatsApp was beginning, way back when. Uh, I was doing this for for BlackBerry back then, BBOS, not BB10. Uh, so I got it. it if it, at first it was a lifetime uh, license, until it didn't didn't stay as a lifetime license, but it's okay. Whatever. I wasn't complaining. I I didn't really use it after that anyway because I was on BBM, which I'll get to in a moment. But historically, I love the list that Adam puts here. So I'm just going to go through some of these. Some of these might sound familiar to, uh, to, to those of my generation. To some of you that are a lot younger, might not even, heard, might not even have heard of these. ICQ. The first instancy instant messaging app on the internet. One, use centralized service. Two, bought by AOL and faded into the background in favor of AIM. Three, mail.ru bought ICQ, third-party clients blocked, Russian intelligence agencies allowed to read all messages. <laughs> Next one, AIM, um, American, uh, what was it? America Online or whatever, instant message. Uh, Most popular instant instant messaging system in the USA centralized servers. Two, uh, advertisements added along with bloated monetization methods, and three, AIM shut down. Uh, How about this one? Uh, MSN Messenger, Windows Messenger, Live Messenger, they're basically all the same thing. Lightweight versions of this, conveniently integrated Windows centralized servers. Advertisements added along with bloatware monetization methods. Three, MSN Live Messenger shut down. Uh, 4. Yahoo Messenger. How about this one? Skype. Who happens to still be around? They were bought out by Microsoft. 1. Peer-to-peer instant messenger and voice video calling only uses a centralized server for registration. Two, bought by Microsoft, peer-to-peer functions removed, multiple crazy app redesigns, monetization options added, functional- functionality regularly added and removed and changed. <laughs> and three, uh, currently practically unusable and unreliable. I, I use it, but not. I've never really been much of using it. And now we get to the nitty-gritty. Facebook Messenger. Uh, Conveniently integrated with Facebook apps, uses standard XMPP tech, allows third-party apps and integrations, centralized service. Two, XMPP standard removed, third-party app integrations removed, Facebook app integration removed, separate Facebook Messenger app required, mobile web browser access to messages blocked. Number three, uh, okay, Facebook Messenger heavily used for privacy violations and collecting data on users in order to sell advertisements. Oh, duh. <laughs> Which leads us to WhatsApp, which was purchased by none other than Facebook. Uh, by the way, uh, Facebook Messenger thing is all integrated with Instagram. So you think you're safe because Instagram? Instagram, same thing. Okay, WhatsApp. Instant messaging that matches your phone number with phone numbers in other people's phones. In order to easily connect, use centralized servers, promises of respect for privacy, and no third-party apps. Number two, WhatsApp bought by Facebook. Apps not maintained for all platforms, removed from some platforms. Three, Facebook changes policy and start using WhatsApp user base to sell advertising. Duh. And this one, this is good. Uh, Anything Google. (laughs) Didn't want to make the list of it, I don't blame him. Random new chat app, centralized servers. Two, nobody uses it. Three, Google shuts it down. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see it's a pattern in all this stuff? Look, in all this, there's still Telegram, there's still Signal out there. And I, you know, I, I mentioned this on my communities tab. So if you haven't checked that out, I put for those of you on YouTube that subscribe to YouTube, I do take advantage of the community stuff to either post up a poll or just give a status update or link to some other stuff. And occasionally I put pictures. Uh, I did put one up about this little fella. Okay, I mean, there's nobody in here, but yes, if you can see it, is a BlackBerry Messenger Enterprise. BlackBerry Messenger Enterprise, uh, just like it was when I was in BBM, I don't have any contacts on it. And although this license is for one year for free, after that they charge, I think it's uh, semi annually, 249 uh, um for six months. People don't want to pay for this. And there's still things in here, but then they'll be the first to complain about privacy when uh, these companies that give their stuff for free are actually in the background selling their data. And they're like, oh, but I don't want to pay for the BlackBerry app. But BlackBerry's not selling your data. At least as far as we know, right? So you can't have your cake and eat it too. You want to support private messaging. BBM's been a standout for corporations and government officials for some time. So... I'm, I, I reserve mine just because, you know, BBM Consumer was, was removed and I ported over my BlackBerry uh, ID to BBM Enterprise because it was opened up for individuals, not just corporations anymore. And I'm going to keep it. And I'm hoping that this year might be the year that we get to resurrect this service and hopefully you know, keep the servers on at, uh, at BlackBerry or Research in Motion or whatever it is they call themselves now. Uh, because this is directly BlackBerry, not, not one of those mobile um, divisions that they license to. This is supposed to be managed directly by them. And I hope they keep up with that. Uh, with that being said, uh, I am doing uh, an episode about privacy and security. I'm going to do several installments. Um, and if you want to see my th- or want to hear my thoughts as to why I'm going to be approaching that, then I recommend that you check out Off The Record for an upcoming episode where I'll discuss just that. Here's the teaser that I'm going to drop on that uh, for I, this thing is coming up sometime. Uh, this video is being posted later in, uh, in January. But for those, doesn't matter what political, uh, what side of the political aisle you're on, you should all have been concerned about what happened with big tech with respects to doxing, silencing, censorship. I've been complaining about that on my channel for some time. Uh, even my channel, along with other independent content creators here on YouTube, were also affected by uh, the Vox apocalypse. we just caught in the crossfire, collateral damage, whatever. And people that got scared of what happened with uh, big tech... That wasn't the government. It was big tech. And that comes to show you just how much power they actually have where it's even more powerful than governments around this world. with the exception of China? Because they didn't allow them there. They're the big tech over there. But anyway, that's what I want to touch on. That's a teaser I'm going to leave you. And that's why if you still got these, be ready to get them out of your, your bin depending on how you feel about certain practices these big tech companies uh, are to be instit- instituting or integrating with uh, the current administration. Anyway, that's all I'll say for this, but you'll probably get early access if you follow it up on Off The Record at www.theandrestagovit.com. Either way, stay tuned if you're watching YouTube and Rumble because it will come here. Thank you so much for watching this episode of The Andrestagovit Show. Remember to like, and subscribe, send a know wherever it is that you're consuming my content. And as always, I'll see you on the next one.